Ladies and gentlemen, hey yo. First look, week five, fellas, fellas, fellas. We're gonna start this week off. It is now around Monday morning. I'm taking a first look. We're gonna release this on Tuesday. So whatever happens on Monday Night Football, obviously, if something major happens and it's not discussed here, that can impact some of the stuff I'm talking about. That's why. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Sal, and I'm trying to grow in my fucking hairline again that my barber fucked up. So yeah, that's out in the open now. The the elephant is out of the room. Uh, cat's out the bag. Whatever we gotta do. So let's go through this. We're gonna take the first look as we have every single week. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you have two seconds of your time because that's what allows this channel to continue to do what it does the beautiful community that we have been building so let's start right now with not all but let's go to the quarterback position so this is going to be again the first entire time that we're looking at the shit and it's big fun and you probably shouldn't take these lineups and play them because i doubt they'll be good lineups right now they're good lineups but when we have injury news when we have the rest of the week to come through when we have players coming off of ir like they did last week some players like curtis samuel and john ross and now we'll have more players maybe you get michael gallup back or traquan smith back or maybe you get a rashad bateman right all these things and some of those guys aren't on the slate i get that but just a big disclaimer that if you're thinking you're going to take these and win all the dollar rookies maybe you will but probably you won't but this is at least an early look so looking at it right away Kyler murray yeah he should be the most expensive i believe it's the bills in kansas city on sunday night so you're not going to have them on the slate uh, i believe maybe thursday i haven't even looked ahead thursday or monday night must be baltimore if we don't have lamar jackson on the slate so right away you're losing some top end talent you have Kyler murray on here who Kyler murray has now dropped just back-to-back -back floor games like literally back-to-back -back floor games of 23 points from Kyler Murray each of the past two weeks is just unreal. Like his defense is playing very good, so you're not getting these massive Kyler Murray performances, but 23 points in back-to-back -back weeks out of Kyler Murray. But now he gets the San Francisco secondary that has been absolutely picked apart by Seattle and their efficient offense by Green Bay the week before that. They are absolutely dreading right now having to face Kyler Murray because they just have nobody in that secondary. Kyler Murray for cash, it's really if you have running back values, which with David Montgomery's injury, we'll see what happens there. Maybe Damian Williams is a nice price point we'll see where we have that but if you have all the running back values it, it's easy to get up right now though a lot of the values have been in the six carry range. tom brady here now against miami who he's had struggles against right former quarter uh coordinators for bill belichick in tampa bay he's gonna face another one here back-to-back -back weeks after facing the man himself in bill belichick Rodgers versus cincinnati and a team that's both teams are playing at a slow place jalen jalen hurts is seven thousand dollars come on wasn't Jalen Hurts $6,900 last week? And then he goes out there and he has a career high 387 passing yards. He has a couple of passing touchdowns. He has a fantastic rating. He completes 66% of his passes after looking terrible against Dallas. He gets the get right spot against Kansas City and takes full, full advantage of it. And now, sure, he's going to get the Carolina defense, but we saw that Carolina defense. They do struggle on the ground, which Jalen Hurts can run the ball and they're not giving the ball to Miles Sanders. So why not? And also they are down JC Horn and CJ Henderson did not look that great last week. So yeah, I don't see why we don't like Jalen Hurts. I don't see why we don't get right back to him here, depending on injuries for some of these other uh, games and teams. But early on, Hurts stands out. Dak's here at a fair price point. I mean, I, last week you got you lucked out if you played Dak. I mean, four touchdowns, the interceptions, it was going a bad way. The four touchdowns got you there. If Zeke scores another rushing touchdown, you're probably screwed, or if Tony Pollard did, because you ended up getting that last touchdown to Dalton Schultz. He only attempted 22 passes because he didn't have to throw the ball. Justin Herbert plays tonight as of my recording. Probably more of a GPP play. I'm looking at the team totals and the game totals for this slate, and I'm looking at, yet again, another 50-plus point team implied total for what should be a really good game between the Browns and the Chargers. That's more of a GPP play. Sam Darnold, no thank you. Uh, I'm not. I'm just not interested. I know he gets Philadelphia, which has been a really nice matchup for the last couple weeks for Dallas, scoring 40-plus. And last week, another massive scoring game from Kansas City, although those might be the two best offenses in the NFL. Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins. These are just not guys you want to play in cash. A $6,500 Kirk Cousins, a $6,400 Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, who we'll see what he does tonight gets a matchup against Chicago which is honestly a fine spot he is as of this recording the NFL's leading deep ball passer 23 attempts in three games the leading overall pass 
passing yard leader with 401 passing yards per game so that's in play as gross as it sounds just from what we've seen in the 6k range so far like the low 6k range that's probably the top guy that stands out which is gross joe burrow is down here you get daniel jones which you at least have to mention daniel jones from what he did last week it took overtime to get him to that 400 yard game but he had 30 fantasy points that is now the third time that he's gone over 22 and a half fantasy points uh, that looks good taylor heineke is the one that actually is interesting now he gets a slow a very very slow team here at 5900 a very a very very slow team that's going to have a low implied total but sort of like last week's games for washington and heineke last week was projecting out as one of my top values if you check my value video that comes out every thursday he's projecting out as a top value he doesn't even hit the 300 yard bonus and he gets you uh, i believe 28 yeah 28 fantasy points last week without even hitting the 300 yard bonus because he had some mobile upside because he found the end zone with mclaurin twice this matchup though not as nice but 5900 with some mobility you're trying to find something down here we'll scroll a little bit more and this is the play i mean this is going to be the cash option in, in a game where they're going to have like a 24 25 team implied total of 52 over under right now it's going to be trey lance if jimmy g is gone trey lance had to play the second half this past week and he looked really good he scored over 20 fantasy points in the second half alone look at that nice profile picture for trey lance here uh, the little san francisco 49ers but yeah i mean lance he ended up having some rushing yards he had a nice uh, couple of touchdowns to debo they didn't really trust him to throw downfield all that much outside of the wide open Debo Samuel but you would expect with a full week assuming you miss Jimmy G a full week of practice well then yeah they'll let him throw a little bit more you saw the mobile upside of 40 plus overall rushing yards so Trey Lance might be like an obvious cash option maybe it's a little bit risky because he's 5700 and not like 5k flat but he might be an obvious cash option if Jimmy G was to miss that game it doesn't seem like a major injury though so for for the purposes of this video I won't put Trey Lance in there down here there's nothing left um, I mean, Justin Fields is down here. If you want to go to him against Vegas, Vegas, who has had a good pass rush, which is what the Bears struggle with, has had a good secondary. Fields, even in what was a good game for him last week, scores eight fantasy points. Like, they're not going to have those mobile plays for him left and right like people want, like a Lamar Jackson-type quarterback, at least not yet. So from looking through this, like, there's not a lot like you pay up for Kyler Murray if there's enough value maybe we can come back to that but Jalen Hurts at 7k why not just go back to the wall I know this is going to be a totally different matchup now with the defenses that he has to play with Carolina but let's go to Jalen Hurts to start that and now let's go to the running back position you get Derrick Henry up top against Jacksonville a team that he just always fucking eats against they're going to come into that game as like a touchdown favorite five or six points depending on where you look McCaffrey is expected to miss Kamara sees fucking no targets last week I don't know what they're doing there uh, Dalvin Cook at 8,400. I mean, this just has to be that you click it, right? I mean, you click Dalvin Cook at 8,400 right away because Dalvin Cook, if I look at this right now, is a seven and eight point favorite at home with a 28 implied team total against the dead last ranked run defense in Detroit that David Montgomery in like three quarters of action just went out there and put up like 25, 30 fantasy points on in the first quarter. He had two fucking rushing touchdowns, I believe. Let me say that again, eight, an eight point favorite for one of the best running backs in football with a 28 implied team total against the worst run defense in the NFL that that's a basically that's a basically as much as we need to tell you about that one throw Dalvin Cook into your fucking lineups Aaron Jones might be good leverage but you saw a lot more a lot more especially when they got ahead a lot more AJ Dillon than we've seen in the past weeks Austin Eckler will play tonight that's always a fair price point not so much if you're trying to build a cash build Saquon's here about time we get the round of applause back-to-back -back strong weeks you're seeing the burst on film from Saquon which is exciting 63 routes run the last two weeks is top three in the NFL those last two weeks he's seen on those 63 routes 13 targets which is very encouraging that they're getting him involved there more obviously the game's close to overtime he gets a rushing touchdown so you get this bonus time out of Saquon but even in regulation the 50 plus yard reception after the catch he goes for about 25 more yards and jukes a couple of players vintage Saquon college uh college Saquon freshman year in, in the NFL for rookie year Saquon so I would I would go to Saquon but I'm looking at this on the opposite side of that game is the running back who right now the last three weeks has been a top five a PPR running back 
each of the each of those five weeks he's coming into this week as of this recording he was the number one running back last week in standard scoring as of the recording this week he's leading right now as a top three running back heading into monday night football and that's ezekiel elliott who is a actual touchdown favorite who did not see any targets last or saw one target and he ended up having like a catch but it was technically ruled like a backwards pass but how do i not want to get to zeke here as a touchdown favorite who continues to just run the ball who actually looks good when when people already knew in week one against tampa he would struggle and anybody will struggle everybody did struggle you had damian harris running for like negative four rushing yards last night against fucking tampa bay anybody's gonna struggle there we all knew that but after the game a bunch of people came out saying ah you know what zeke Elliott's not a good running back tony pollard might be the guy pollard's good zeke's really fucking good they're both good zeke is the workhorse here zeke as now a touchdown favorite against the giants this is another great spot another 28 team implied total i mean I don't know if we can fit. We might be able to. If we can fit both Dalvin Cook and Zeke in here, because we're just guaranteeing ourselves like 40 plus touches out of touchdown favorites with some of the highest team totals on the slate. We get the mobility out of Jalen Hurts. This is a solid build. Let's just keep looking through some running backs, though. Uh, Najee Harris is here. Price point doesn't change. I'm not really interested, to be honest with you. Nick Chubb, not really it for me in cash. These are more GPP plays. Joe Mixon, we'll see what the injury is. Maybe some Najee P. Ryan's cheap enough. DeAndre Swift is, is, is kind of an annoying one because we were told he'd get more touches. You still saw Jamal Williams start that game and see the majority of the workload. That's very, very annoying. Chuba Hubbard, as I warned you on TikTok, follow me on TikTok if not. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was a guy that everybody jumped up and down against because in the middle of a game when Royce Freeman has not taken many reps with the team, uh, McCaffrey gets hurt and Hubbard sees a lot of the workload. But Royce Freeman is a good running back. And now he had a whole week to actually practice with the starters. And what happens? Well, you see Hubbard play like 50% of the snaps and not have a good role for a guy who wasn't even that great of a prospect. This was not a highly touted prospect. Yeah, he had a 2,000-yard year in college. And then he had a terrible year after that. Uh, so yes, he was not a highly touted prospects. James Robinson has a 6.5 point underdog against Tennessee. You see some routes run there. We have to track David Montgomery status because that's going to be big for, let's see where Damian Williams is priced. Miles Sanders not getting much work. There's Damian Williams. So Damian Williams against Vegas right now, and they have some linebacker injuries, but for the most part, their, their front seven has been good in Vegas. But Damian Williams, if there's no Monty, he's going to look solid, right? He's going to run a lot of routes as an underdog. You saw him have a very nice performance eight routes run in that game he finally started to come in when montgomery got hurt he caught two balls for 15 yards and he had eight carries for 55 yards and a touchdown on the ground he had 15 fantasy points when really he was basically a backup quarterback and or running back until that final quarter when montgomery got hurt at 5600 it is still steep though like he's fairly priced maybe he's like six hundred dollars underpriced at most like when deandre swift is where he's priced it's tough to really say ah Damian williams this is a lock button for cash uh, it is a solid play though but six point underdog on the road but justin field's still struggling in that offense and that offensive line it's definitely not a cash like lock but definitely something on the radar james connor keeps getting the rushing touchdowns in a high scoring offense tony pollard damian harris is here right the guy who scores like negative rushing yards last week now he's going to be a borderline 10 point favorite this upcoming week a borderline 10 point favorite against one of the worst if not the worst definitely on paper before the season started the worst defensive line in houston in the NFL. So this is a tough spot though, because we already know Brandon Bolden's had a nice role. JJ Taylor fumbled last week, but maybe he gets more involved. Maybe you see Ramondre Stevenson eventually become activated here, but this backfield is just a bunch of running backs. Damian Harris, you're hoping that he gets the 80 yards in a touchdown day. And even then it's 14 fantasy points and that's fine. But at 5,500, it's not great since he doesn't have the passing game work. We keep going down. I'll see if anything stands out. Fournette, this is this is definitely going to stand out. I mean, Leonard Fournette at 5,200 is, is bored. I think he's cash game viable. Uh, definitely GBP. Maybe we'll build a GBP lineup with him, but at 50 $200. I mean, put some respect on this man's name. He just saw 25 opportunities last night, 23 touches, five targets in that game, 20 carries, 138 total yards. And oh yeah, he's still looking for his first touchdown on the season. Leonard Fournette is a, a fantastic play this upcoming week at $5,200 because they showed you last night. They showed you their hand with no Giovanni Bernard. They said, we want to make Leonard Fournette an every down running back because Ronald Jones, honestly, he just stinks. He doesn't pass protect. He doesn't catch passes. He can't hit holes. He looks a little bit bigger. We don't want that guy. Fournette, I might come back to if we try and get up to like Kyler Murray and maybe that'll be the discount you need need to get up to Kyler Murray off of an Ezekiel Elliott, but 
Outside of that, nothing stands out. Trey Sermon looked fine. He was 19 carries is good, but all the passing game work, all the routes run, 35-plus routes went to Juszczyk, and now Elijah Mitchell might return here. And before we get into the wide receivers, I want to let you know about the sponsor of this program. And it's in a sponsor that I have a chip from them. I'm using it. It's actually very interesting. It's Mint Mobile. Now, maybe you've heard of them on another podcast, but if you haven't, Mint Mobile is a telephone service. They use teen mobile cell phone towers, so it's legit service, legit 5G, 4G, whatever you want. They have it. But here's the interesting thing about Mint Mobile, and this is speaking from uh, my own experience. They do not have any physical locations. They just do everything over the phone. They send you a chip, customer service on the phone. And because they don't have physical locations, they have less costs. They don't have to pay rent. They don't have to pay for all that inventory. And without having all that, they can charge much less. So Mint Mobile, you can start your plan on Mint Mobile for $15 a month. If you want all the bells and whistles, everything included, the hotspot and all that, it's like $30 a month. I currently pay. I currently pay right now. I'm on the three-month free Mint Mobile trying it out, but I still have the Verizon membership for like the family deal. That cost me for just one person, like $100 a month. If I want the hotspot, it's like $110 a month. That's what I'm paying right now for Verizon. I'm on, once this three-month free ends on Mint Mobile, I'm switching completely over there because I can get the same fucking thing for like $20 a month. So check out Mint Mobile down below. That's all you need to know. Literally, I'm saving myself so like 80% of my cell phone bill each month using that extra 80 bucks to play on props to go out to eat a couple more times, whatever the hell you want to use yours on. But here is the big call to action. To get your new wireless plan for just starting at 15 bucks a month, you get like 10 fucking gigabytes, which is insane, and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash sal. Very simple. That's mintmobile.com slash sal. Cut your bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com mobile.com backslash sal my name simple sal i'm telling you it is crazy i don't know why nobody else has never thought of this but they have they're undercutting it and it is pretty pretty sick and now we head to the wide receivers you get adams consistent as always the pittsburgh steelers couldn't keep that game close adams at one point in that game he ended up uh, just being missed by rogers on what would have maybe been like a 30 yard touchdown so uh, he ended up having six catches 60 yards he's always in play for cash if you have the extra money but the running backs this week look pretty damn juicy because of davlin cook up that way so we'll see jefferson continues to just dominate um more of a gpp play hopkins is definitely a gpp play the way he's playing dj moore is now appropriately priced he got the cooper cup treatment being too cheap in the 6k range goes off and now gets Price in the mid to upper 7k range and is no longer really that interesting in cash mike williams will play tonight all the way price up to 7k he's more expensive than keenan allen that means uh, debo samuel at 7100 in a nice matchup more of maybe a gpp build but this past week eight catches 156 yards and two touchdowns with trey lance uh yeah not bad on 33 routes uh, on 44 routes run and iuk's dropped to 33 which helps debo even more as the main receiver there keep scrolling this is a big one Deontay Johnson's only $6,500 I, I I definitely I definitely like that for Deontay Johnson Deontay Johnson right now is number three over the last 17 full games he's played behind just Steph Diggs and Devontae Adams in overall targets he's had double digit targets every week this year with 10 13 and uh, 10 12 and 13 he's just building on those obviously there's no Claypool last week we'll track that news but Deontay Johnson looks really good as Ben's favorite target and that's what you're looking for is the targets here Ben's been playing terrible but we're looking for the targets they're going to probably be playing from behind her in a neutral environment not to run the ball Tom we'll add Deontay Johnson and Keenan out. I mean, this 6K range is loaded. CeeDee Lamb was had a couple of struggling weeks, loses $500 there. Chris Goblin, who had a, a game where they didn't really have to pass that much, and Antonio Brown came back in and saw most of the targets, but he still had a couple of nice catches, 50-plus yards. He now drops in the price point. Keenan Allen, I'm just putting Keenan Allen in at 6,500 because just like in the showdown slate tonight, he is just massively undervalued. I mean, Keenan Allen leads the NFL as of this recording. This will change after the showdown slate potentially with nine red zone targets through three weeks. He leads this team with a 27.7% target share, and he's seven 
$2,700 less than Mike Williams right now. I mean, we're going to take that out of Keenan Allen. What does that leave us with? That leaves us with oh, only 3600 though. That's not good. Well, we can, get a, we can get a cheap defense. Let's get a cheap defense and see what happens. So as usual, I get asked every single week, but Sal, what defenses do you like? And I just say, hey, whatever the fucking cheap ones are, just go ahead and play them. So Jaguars against Tennessee. Tennessee banged up with some injuries. Ryan Tannehill not playing too well. Uh, Eagles against Carolina. Eagles getting a lot of pressure from their defensive line. They're missing Graham in the run game. Uh, Washington, a terrible defense though against Jameis Winston, who's not throwing that much. Holy sound good. Let's just go to the cheap Jags defense. That actually looks half decent, this Jags defense, to be honest with you. And when we go to the cheap defense, that leaves us $4,100 left. We still need a wide receiver, tight end, and a flex. Let's go to the tight end because maybe we just find a cheap one here. All the way to the top, Darren Waller. We're not going to be able to afford him, but you love him. Primetime game again. I'm sure he'll ball the fuck out as of this recording on Monday night. George Kittle is here. He's 11 targets in that game environment. More of a GBP play. Hawkinson continues to be overpriced. Gronk, I expect to miss. Got it. It's a fair price point. Just, you know, probably not something I want to spend up on. Same for Noah Font, who maybe gets Drew Locke back this week. Dalton Schultz has been balling out. People are going to want to jump over to Dalton Schultz. I get it. I get it. He's seen seven and eight targets. He's been a big piece of this offense. Him and Blake Jarman. Jarman's winning the touchdown last week, and he's coming off of 26 and 18 fantasy point days, and he's still only 4400 Like, the price point increases $1,000, but still just $4,400. He's affordable, so people are going to want to jump to him. But I say, why not just stick in the 3K range? I mean, look at this. We get Jared Cook here. Jared Cook, who right now has 94 routes run through three games. We'll see what he does on Monday Night Football. If he plays well on Monday Night Football, people are only going to want him even more in that primetime environment with a 28 implied team total who continues to see 16 targets on the year, over five targets per game at 3,600. That's very nice. You know who I'm interested in, though? I'm interested in seeing where Dan Arnold's price point is. Cam Braid had a couple of targets last night. If Gronk's out at 3,300 for Tampa, they're going to fucking throw the ball 40-plus times no matter what. You saw it last night in a terrible weather game where they controlled most of the game. Evan Ingram scored in overtime. He had 7.5 points. Uh, kind of a letdown for us because Kadarius Tony took on a bigger role than I was even expecting, which was interesting. Evan Ingram, though, fine. Blake Jarwin. I, I want to see where's Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold's only $2,900. And now people might laugh at me and say, ah, Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold had two catches for 29 yards this, this past week on Thursday Night Football, right? But this is what you have to keep in mind about Dan Arnold. He joined the team on Monday. They, and he did a walkthrough. Nobody practices on Monday if you play on Thursday Night Football. It's called like a walkthrough. It's called like a, an estimated injury report. On Tuesday, he practiced. On Wednesday, he traveled. And then Thursday morning, they do a walkthrough. So he had one day to actually practice with his teammates out there, right? Run some routes, do that type of stuff. And maybe, of course, in the hotel, they get up early, him and Trevor, I don't know, right? But for the most part, one day. And then he plays a limited role on Thursday Night Football, and he actually catches two balls for 29 yards. And he's a $2,000 tight end, $2,900. Now he's going to have a full-time role, the James O'Shaughnessy role, as a better player than James O'Shaughnessy. I, I like this. And, and you also take into account that there's no DJ Shark now. Yeah, this is $2,900. Let's throw him in there. And if we throw him in there, look at this. Holy shit, no way. So if we throw him in there, we get $9,600 per player. Or is that $4,800? I was going to say, there's no way that that's right. All right, well, let's see if we can find a cheap receiver. If we have $4,800 per, let's see if we can find somebody in like the mid to low 4K range. I mean, you're getting Jacoby Myers here. That looks really fucking good. Another 12 target game continues to be the massive target hog. Gets Houston this week. Just insane. Marvin Jones looks like these are a lot of nice price GPP options. Sutton with Drew Locke in the YOLO ball. See what happens there. Tyler Boyd looks great, even for cash at 5,300. Maybe we can get him in as a wide receiver and find another cheap wide receiver. And that's if T. Higgins is out. Uh, keep going down. A.J. Green continues to ball. Antonio Brown. I mean, just the GPPs seem really easy to build here. The seesaw of Antonio Brown probably hurts you this week, but $5,200 for the target leader last night looks very good. Juju, Robbie Anderson, all, all GBP plays here. Priced up Hunter Renfro. Waddles here. Chenault, maybe he takes on a, a bigger role in two wide receiver sets now. That could be pretty interesting. We keep on scrolling down. We're into the low 4K range now. MVS, well, MVS, so that means, where's Randall Cobb? Randall Cobb, there you go. $4,000 Randall Cobb. This might be a guy that would allow us to get like $5,800 for our final player. We could afford a Tyler Boyd. So Randall Cobb played, I believe he ended up running, he, he did run his high, season high in routes with MVS on IR, season high in targets, five catches, 69 yards, and two touchdowns. He was kind of that 
that security blanket. In cash, it doesn't feel great though, I'll be honest with you, but there is still going to be no MVS. Kadarius Tony at the exact same price point will definitely be higher owned in tournaments as the flashier, sexier player who's like 10 years younger, the first round pick. Kadarius Tony actually looked good as well. Nine targets, game goes to overtime, but nine targets, six catches, 78 yards. Now he gets Dallas, they'll be trailing. This is assuming that Sterling Shepard and and or Slayton miss, mainly Shepard, though, if Shepard misses again. We'll see what happens there. But the problem with Shepard coming back is they'll probably just push Shepard to the outside and play the Slayton role, and that hurts Shepard a lot, but keeps Tony in the slot. So we'll, we'll track that. Tony's very interesting at 4K. Brian Edwards looks like a nice GPP play. I mean, he's number two in wide receiver DVOA, meaning he's having success in difficult matchups to start the year. Leads all Vegas wide receivers, not tight ends, not Waller, but wide receivers and routes run. Uh, Nick Westbrook, can't believe anybody played him last week. Absolutely hilarious. If you did play him, that is the tell that you do not know exactly how to leverage slates properly, which, of course, you can learn. I'm curious, where is Curtis fucking Samuel? I'm not seeing him yet. Curtis Samuel, Debo, Jan Curtis Samuel is $3,000. Stop this. Stop this. Curtis Samuel was limited last week. A very good wide receiver. They traded for him. They get, or they signed him. They gave him a lot of money. He was limited to 37% of the snaps. He saw four targets on 37% of the snaps. Normally, this guy's going to play like 90 plus percent of the snaps. But they eased him in. He did not get a setback. He saw four targets on 37% of the snaps. And his routes run was only like 13. So he saw 31% target rate. Like more than double the NFL average. And now if he has another full week in practice instead of just three days once he was taken off the IR last week. If Samuel's going to just play even 60% of the snaps, say that doubles to like 74% of the snaps, you're getting a $3,000 really fucking good player. I get it. It's a slow game environment, but Heineke looks solid. Tough matchup versus New Orleans, but Lattimore versus Tyree McLaurin. Samuel at $3,000 flat. I don't know how early in the week we'll have to track the injury reports. I don't know how you just don't go to him in everything, in everything. I played him last week. I fucking played him last week. He got six points at 3K flat. I mean, we'll take that. We wanted more, but we'll take that. And playing a $3,000 Jalen Samuel gets us, or Curtis Samuel, gets us $6,600 left for our flex spot. Now, obviously, like, like, who's going to play in the afternoon games? Um, I'm trying to look on here. If, like, Deontay plays in the afternoon game, whatever it is, if it's the Chargers playing in the afternoon game, you could put Keenan Allen on the flex, obviously, so you can pivot if you need to. Um, but flex plays for 6,600. And obviously, we, we can go down and get Fournette if we want to come off of Zeke. But I feel good about Zeke. $6,600 flex plays. Antonio Gibson at home against New Orleans. Not a great matchup. Chris Godwin's right there. Mixing if he's healthy, CD Lamb. I mean, you have so many options. Brandon Cooks, who didn't do much last week, uh, they just look terrible. Swift is here. Amari Cooper yet again is here. Yeah, this is great. I mean, literally choose any of these guys you want. If you wanted to choose a, any single one of these guys you want, go for it. If you wanted to pay up at tight end a little bit and maybe get to Evan Ingram instead of Dan Arnold, you can just make sure you have $300 left over. But yeah, I mean, I'll just go to Goblin up at the top. Expect a bounce back Goblin game. If you want CD Lamb, if you want Amari, go to any of them. Goblin leaves $300 left on the table if we do that. I'm going to keep my running backs. I like Deontay. I like uh, Keenan Allen. Well, you can go off of Dan Arnold and go right back to if you wanted to. Since you have a little bit more money now, you can go right back to Mr. Austin Hooper or Evan Ingram, whichever one you want. If you want Dan Arnold, you want to spend up a little bit more at your flex. You can go right back to the well with Evan Ingram, who saw six targets in back-to-back -back games now. Price point barely comes up. They'll play from behind. So yeah, I think that this is interesting. I probably even, I probably prefer Dan Arnold, honestly, just like the uncapped upside there when if guys start to come back like Sterling Shepard, it can start to get a little bit messy for Evan Ingram. So either way, they're both kind of similar plays. But yeah, I think that's a pretty solid cash lineup. Hertz, Cook, Elliott, Deontay, Keenan Allen, Curtis Samuel, Dan Arnold, Chris Goblin, and Jags D. Now, if you wanted to build more of like a maybe a GBP, we can have a fun GBP build. Let's let's go. I, I want to keep getting exposure because Kyler Murray's had back-to-back -back floor games with like 23 points. And maybe, although there's a lot of studs off this slate in Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar, so maybe he's maybe he's going to come in with a lot of ownership. But let's try and build a Kyler Murray stack. And what's his name? DeAndre Hopkins has not been producing lately, but we know he's really good. And now he gets the best matchup he'll probably see all season long. So we can stack those two fellas up. Let's run it back with the guy who's seeing all the usage, all the usage right now. It could be Kittle if you want to. 
to, but usually you can save money there. Let's let's go right in with Debo Samuel. So here's your stack, right? We'll just single stack it. Obviously, AJ Green's playing well, six targets every single game so far. You can take a flyer with Christian Kirk if you want to. Max Williams, the tight end, is cheap. You can go there. How much is Max Williams this week for Arizona? Max Williams is only $3,400 after having a big game. He's also a cash option, so we can throw him in there. This is a full-on game stack if you go Max Williams. I don't think you have to go Max Williams, but a full-on game stack here with Kyler, his tight end, Hopkins, his number one receiver, and the number one receiver on the other side of the game. Uh, now let's just, let's, let's actually put the cheap defense back in there. We'll put Jacksonville's cheap defense along with Jacksonville's cheap defense. Let's get the cheap Curtis Samuel in here. And if we do all that, it leaves us 62, six for two running backs and a flex play. Uh, so, I mean, let's just keep it Dalvin. I mean, we're going to have a unique lineup if we can build uniquely here through the stack. Dalvin cook will definitely be high owned. So we can go to Dalvin cook and then maybe pivot elsewhere at running back $5,200. That was Leonard Fournette's price point, right? So maybe Leonard Fournette in GBP is at 5,200. So now we have a strong workhorse in Dalvin Cook. We have Leonard Fournette, the upside of this Arizona stack, the cheap Curtis Samuel. We have $5,200 to spend in the flex. Again, I think that this game's in the afternoon, so you can put Hopkins in your flex, so you have the late swap ability. And now we have $5,200 for a wide receiver or, I guess, running back, but it's going to be wide receiver at 5,200. Let's see what's in that range. $5,200 wide receivers this week. Antonio Brown, high upside. AJ Green, if you wanted to triple stack it, probably not for me. If you can find a little bit extra money, you can get to this Cortland Sutton, Jacoby Myers range seeing a lot of targets Jacoby Myers always under owned maybe finally gets his first career touchdown um, we can just go AJ Brown here if you didn't want to put the tight end Max Williams in the stack you can go down to like the Evan Ingrams that we were talking about or the Dan Arnolds and get up off of an AJ Brown or an a Antonio Brown probably to like a 6k receiver uh, this Marvin Jones Kenny Galladay range but I think this is a pretty solid build this is an Arizona game stack with Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette strong running back options the punt on Curtis Samuel who should be getting healthier and uh, yeah, I think this looks pretty good. Jags D and Antonio Brown because he just fits. So there you go. There's your first look at a cash lineup. We make a quick off-the-cup GBP lineup that I think makes a lot of sense, especially the, the fact that there's not a lot of expensive quarterbacks might lead to Kyler being higher owned, but he's had these floor games the last two weeks, James Conner scoring touchdowns. But Kyler Murray, 23 fantasy points in each of the past two weeks, and he's this close to erupting for 30-plus in each of those games. So that's where I'm at this week. This is the week five. First look, please, before you go, hit the like and subscribe button, and we'll have videos every single day. My schedule's posted up on Twitter, at DFS, and support the sponsor of the show, Mint Mobile. Cut your cell phone bill in half easily, probably even 70, 80 percent like i did with mint mobile and you can check it all out mintmobile.com slash sal you get yourself a nice little discount over there check it out linked down below so you can check it out go to mintmobile.com slash sal to get that nice only 15 dollars to start with like 10 gigabytes it's fantastic trust me go ahead get it schmack you around i'll see you all in the next one enjoy the rest of your day